The following 9 minutes and 50 seconds contains insanely repetitive content. Unless you like my voice, or you like repetitive cases of football games, I would not be offended if you skip ahead. Viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 17 of the GameCube is Cool podcast. My name is Neil. I will be joined shortly with my co-host, Mike Lane. Today's episode is all about American football games. More specifically, games like Madden and NFL Quarterback Club. Apologies in advance to our European fans who think that football is soccer. We're going to be talking about American football, so quarterbacks and whatnot. Super Bowl. We have about 10 games to cover today. I'm going to read the back of the cases now. So without further ado, let me just grab some chicken wings and maybe a can of Pepsi. Not sponsored. Victor, hit us with that jingle. It's time to read what's on the back of the case. There's things written on the back of the case. Let's read them. And now we're reading the back of the case. Madden NFL 2002. Number one for a reason. Kick off the season with the newest NFL franchise. Take to the field with all 32 NFL teams, including the expansion Houston Texans. Football in your face. Incredibly detailed player faces and on-field animations bring you closer to the drama and inside the huddle. A game within a game. Run the two-minute drill and earn points in this quick-hitting, fast-paced game mode. It's your game. It's your league. Create a custom league and start your own rivalries. Bang, boom, pow. Perfect the X's and O's with the help of John Madden in training mode. NFL Quarterback Club 2002, where the stars play. Innovative precision defense play calling create over 300 different play combinations. Play-by-play from Kevin Harlan and color commentary by Bill Mass. Maze? Player specific equipment, detail features, neck rolls, long sleeve shirts, visors, gloves, and more. Real player facial textures for the biggest names in the game. Oh, this is a long one. NCAA Football 2003. The spirit of college football. The college game. Feel all the pageantry with over 200 fight songs, 3D cheerleaders, and 144 division, 1A and 1AA schools. My favorite team. Personalize the game interface based on your team's fight song, mascot logos, and school colors. Build a dynasty. Create your own school and schedule. Recruit star athletes and red shirt developing players to build a national powerhouse. Madden NFL 2003, the best gets better. Football's best commentary. Legendary play-by-play announcer Al Michaels and Melissa Stark join John Madden to complete football's premier audio team. New minicamp mode. Tour NFL cities in the Madden Cruiser and compete in minigames for the unique Madden cards. New create a playbook. Create your own offensive and defensive plays, formations, and receiver routes as you build your team's playbook from scratch. Deepest franchise mode ever. 30 years of player progression logic. Draft players with tips from your scouting staff and export your franchise team. New EA Sports tracks. Featuring 11 hot music releases from Andrew WK. Nappy Roots featuring Marcos from POD. Good Charlotte, Bon Jovi, and more. Yeah, Good Charlotte. Second take, this is a lengthy one. NFL 2K3, the emergence of a powerhouse. Player introductions, split-screen cameras, weekly wrap-ups, game highlights, season and awards, and more presented in authentic ESPN style. Keep them guessing with eight-way hot routes. Shut down the opposition with hot defenses. Make adjustments at the line with on-the-fly audibles and blitz pickups. And take advantage of all new cut blocks, special moves, and more. Can you free enough space for your star players? Will you outbid division rivals for the hottest free agents? Can you spot the right talent at the NFL Combine? Manage your week-to-week operations in a revolutionary new 3D menu system and find out. I will not. 
Accurate player body types and faces, hundreds of improved moves, and meticulous attention to detail push the limits of next-gen technology. NCAA College Football 2K3. Everybody's All-American. True to the sports fan. Replays, music, scores, and stats displayed in the famous ESPN style. Immersive college atmosphere featuring college look, player models, and real NCAA playbooks, plus cheerleaders, mascots, and fight songs. Weekly writers and coaches polls set the stage for 25 bowl games, including the 2003 Tostitos Fiesta Bowl National Championship Game. Build a D1 powerhouse from the ground up in legacy mode. Create a school and join a conference. I almost said circumference. Recruit top prospects. Design training regiments to improve player performance and more. What more could there be? NCAA Football 2004. Welcome to Saturday. Over 200 new plays, including wide-open trick plays like the WR Reverse Pass. Dynasty mode is better than ever with Sports Illustrated cover keepsakes, deeper recruiting, and new coach contract system and conference invitation bids. Relive or rewrite history with the 20 of the greatest college football games from the last two decades. Choose from 36 new 1AA teams or remember the glory days with more than 100 classic teams like the 1930 Notre Dame, 1972 USC, and 1985 Auburn. I know neither of those. Track your accomplishments in NCAA Football 2004 and unlock special rewards by playing multiple EA Sports games like Madden NFL 2004 and NBA Live 2004. For the first time ever, write your own page in the NCAA history books with the top 10 user greatest games and track single game season career and coaching records. Madden NFL 2004 Playmakers win championships. Revolutionary new feature allows you to control players off the ball, change receiver routes, pre-snap and mid-play, direct blocking downfield, during a run, and more. Hire staff, get ticket and concession prices, and build your stadium with luxury boxes, scoreboards, and more. Keep score by tracking your team's revenue and fan support. Speed up the pace of the game without missing any of the on-field action. An all-new interface allows you to call plays while watching in-game replays, celebrations, and reactions. Featuring playbooks from all officially licensed NFL coaches, club, head coaches, and licensed coaches. Track your accomplishments in Madden NFL 2004 and unlock special rewards by playing multiple EA Sports games. NCAA Football 2005. This is the last NCAA game. Okay. Home field advantage. Fear it or feast on it. Pump up the crowd and keep your composure. The stadium now rocks with energy via shaking cameras and controller vibrations. Ratings change based on the player's ability to handle pressure. Track the crowd's impact on each player and exploit the mismatches. Build your team's stadium atmosphere to compete among the elite stadiums in the country. Monitor discipline levels to ensure your program's integrity. Keep players happy with playing time or risk them transferring to a rival. New custom playbooks and offensive schemes, plus defensive schemes that include the 4-2-5 and the 3-5-5 stack. Of course, the 4-2-5 and the 3-3-5. Who knows? Who doesn't know that? Madden NFL 2005. Fear the D. Change the game's momentum by making a huge hit to force a turnover and fire up the crowd. Time it right or get burned. Modify pre-snap assignments for each player on defense, including double teams, blitzes, and special matchups. Your games are impacted by the stories that surround your team. Get the inside scoop from the local national newspapers, email from assistant coaches, and Tony Bruno's weekly radio show. Players' morale and stature are affected by on-field performance. Reward a hard worker by naming him team captain or trade an unhappy player. 
Your team's crowd are now customizable with new Create a Fan. Be on the lookout for team-specific superfans via the all-new 3D fan scenes. Now the sequel to Madden 2005 everyone's been waiting for comes Madden 2006, Year of the Quarterback. Look off defenders, find open receivers, and make huge plays within your quarterback's unique field of vision. Each QB sees the field differently based on his attributes. High or low, inside or outside shoulder. Control each pass by picking a spot and throwing away from defenders. Break tackles and pancake defenders to clear your path to the end zone. NFL Superstar Mode. Experience the game in a whole new way by creating an NFL prospect and turning him into a superstar on and off the field. Complete with an agent, endorsements, and more. New camera angles, improved graphics, and new commentary and cutscenes. Ladies and gentlemen, it all comes down to this. The sequel to Madden 2006 comes... Madden NFL 2007. For the first time ever, throw the perfect block to create a hole, then switch control to the tailback to rip off a big game. Play your way into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and experience the game from any position. Become a superstar on and off the field. Master the all-new highlight stick to elude or bowl over defenders with your new jukes, cutbacks, and power moves. Use the NFL Draft scouting system and College All-Star game to evaluate prospects or determine impact players with franchise player roles. Shut down your opponent's offense by using real defensive players from all 32 NFL teams. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the back of the case segment for this episode. I am very tired. Now, Victor, please hit us with that jingle so we can start the episode. The GameCube, GameCube. was cool. Hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. Uh, but uh, I just had uh, just had Matt come by. We were playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, the remaster. Nice. Oh, sweet. Uh, did Did you get it? No, he bought it. It's dude. Oh, it's fan- it's so good. <laughs> it's like oh no God. no doubt my my game of the year right now. Like just we played it for yeah we played it for like two and a half hours straight, just passing the controller back and forth. The multiplayer is kind of rough. Like we we tried it for a minute and like the frame rate dipped horribly. But yeah. just, yeah, like we heard pew, pew, pew a few times, of course. Oh. mid twenty skateboarder came on a couple times, which was nice. Yep. Um, so that was really cool. Just by, you know, quick review of the game is it's fantastic and I can't wait to pick it up. I'm definitely going to now. I'm glad I got to play it first. But uh, other gaming news, Mike, you and I, we have willed Mario Sunshine remake, in, or not remake, I guess, uh, Super Mario Sunshine up-res into existence. What would you call this? Well, just the Mario 3D games in general. Just the, the new uh, remastered-ish not really. Upscaled ports is what they're calling it, I believe, which is fine. They're calling it high-definition ports of Super Mario 64, 1996, Super Mario Sunshine, yep. 2002, and Super Mario mm-hmm. Galaxy, 2007. Finally putting to bed the fact that Super Mario Galaxy 2 is not a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little sad to not see Super Mario or to see Galaxy 2 on the uh, on that list. But yeah, uh, yeah. Can I just say that we did definitely will this into existence? I take all credit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say this that uh, Miyamoto he called me personally actually right after the Super Mario wow. Sunshine episode. Yeah, no no doubt. He said, Neil, uh, do you think we can get this game done in seven days? And I said, Miyamoto, I'll give you five days to get this done. <laughs> And that's what he did. He uh, he made Super Mario Sunshine run on the Switch. Uh, no problems. I think it's going to be great. Uh, only one of those games features Yoshi. I think that that's uh, a little disturbing. Sunshine being yeah, the only one. Being the only one. 
But yeah, that was fantastic news that just dropped out of nowhere. Uh, random Mario uh, Nintendo Direct to announce a whole bunch of Mario-related news, which I mostly scrubbed through. And then uh, we got the very end, the 3D All-Stars game. There's a few other cool things in there too, I guess. There's some cool things, but obviously everyone went nuts over the 3D All-Star uh, announcement. I mean, it was uh, kind of dampened a bit considering this had been leaked for, I would say, over a year. I think so. Yeah, there's been rumblings of this for a long time, and a lot of people were hoping that it would be full remakes, uh, kind of like yeah. uh, almost like in, this, in the form of Odyssey, but you're playing Sunshine instead. It's not. It's just kind of been up to the 16-9 aspect ratio, which is cool. I think a lot of people, and, and rightfully so, are, are a bit mad a, a, about this because you know that Nintendo just had this waiting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and obviously Nintendo has been taking a bit of heat uh, as of recent in terms of them announcing games and not doing a great job and having any kind of presence in the video game world during during the COVID crisis where PlayStation has really stepped their game up and, yeah, well, Xbox is Xbox, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, Xbox uh... is going to continue to do as Xbox does. But yeah, PlayStation has been knocking it out of the park with announcements and they've got a pretty decent launch lineup with the PS5. I still mm-hmm. don't know if it's coming out this year. We'll see. But uh, no, it's huge news and we're, we're really happy. We got a ton of like dms on our instagram page that day like just from people saying like yo did you guys see that like right after the episode and uh you it's know. like uh yep of course we we know we were on the phone with miyamoto yeah, exactly obviously. miyamoto called us before he said is it okay if we launch the direct now we said go ahead miyamoto you can you can do that now go back go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but anyway i just wanted to give a quick update uh from our last episode i did say that i was going to be watching mean girls after we recorded and i totally <laughs> did that's a fantastic movie of course tim meadows uh absolute treasure we will be covering him in the uh, the Treasures series that will eventually... Icons. Icons. The, icons series. Treasure. the right. Icons series. That's right. Uh, I love With that. him and Jamie Lee Curtis starting oh, off. <laughs> fantastic. Not in, not, in, not in Mean Girls, Jamie Lee Curtis, but she is, of course, as we mentioned, in the Activia Yogurt fame and... Uh, <laughs> Freaky what was it? Friday. Freaky Friday and uh, Halloween, right? That's the, probably the other yeah, one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, what, uh, that's where she's the original Scream Queen. That's true. Yeah, that's right. And she's also in the newest Halloween too, right? They brought her back. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, I didn't see that one. And she's in Knives Out. Oh, yeah, Knives Out. That's a good movie. Kind of like Clue. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. My favorite scene in that Mean Girls, though, is still like when uh, Tim Meadows is like, uh, he gets Katie's name wrong. And it's like, oh, it's just like my nephew's name when I always call him Anthony. And then I remember that my sister had the audacity to call him Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we love Anthony over Anfernee. here. <laughs> oh, it's such a low, it's such like a small scene, but I love it so much. It's almost like the, it's almost as good as like the Glenn, like the Glenn Coco scene is also great. Like with the candy grams that those two scenes. You go Glenn my, Coco. You go Glenn Coco. Four for you, Glenn Coco. Oh, so good. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the GameCube is Cool podcast. We go live every Thursday morning. We're on every single podcast service out there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podbean. We're also on YouTube now. So if we're on a podcast service that you don't or you do use and we're not there, that's weird. Get on a different service. (laughs) We're Uh, on everything. Over, I'd say, about 40 services now. So Absolutely on everything. We've covered them. And we're on very few social media platforms. You can follow us on Instagram only, at the GameCube Pod. Don't ask us for a Facebook page or a Twitter page. It's not happening. Very exclusive. Very exclusive. Uh, if someone does want to write an article about us, though, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So we can uh, have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, that would be, be really nice. Yeah, write an article about us, anybody out there who's a journalist. If you have a website or a magazine, if there's anybody out there that still makes magazines, <laughs> that would be fantastic. I don't know. Yeah, my... Nintendo Power, we're looking at you. Yeah, yeah, Nintendo Power. Make make one more Nintendo Power issue just so you can mention the GameCube was cool podcast. 
<laughs> I like that. That's a good way to go out. I think so too. But the goal of this podcast is, of course, that Mike and I will go through and look back on all 555 GameCube games. We are going to read the back of all the cases. We're going to talk about our memories of the games. If we have no memories of the games, we try and bring on friends to talk about their memories of the games. And today's episode is all about football games. I'm not talking about soccer, looking at you, Europe. We're talking about American football games, so games that have to do with, like, Super Bowl and quarterbacks and whatnot. Pretty pop. Football Sunday. Sunday and Thanksgiving and and all that good stuff. Uh, Unless it's college football, which is on Saturdays. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and because it goes – this is how I remember it. So we got high school is Friday night. That makes sense. Just Friday night lights. And then next up is college, right? And so college is on Saturdays, usually Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, next after that, when you graduate college, then you go to the NFL and NFL is on Sundays. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's not a bad way to go. I mean, I guess, you know, you kind of graduate from Friday to Sunday. That, that's all right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday's not bad. It's a good day. We're going to have a couple friends of the show on, Brian and Harrison, a little bit later to talk to us about Madden. But first, we're going to kick it off with some NCAA games and quarterback club games. Now, Mike, you were recently traveling around in Ontario, Canada, which is where Mike and I both record this podcast from. We're from Ontario. And uh, you actually met a, uh, a lovely gentleman who was uh, unaware of our podcast due to the fact that he lives in an area with no internet. But he was <laughs> really excited to hear that we'd be talking about football. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, that young man? Yeah, so we, uh, I went over to Peely Island, which is very close to Sandusky, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, the southernmost tip of Canada in Ontario. We're from Ontario. Yeah. And uh, I met with uh, Kevin from the Wandering Dog Inn there. It's a lovely inn that we stayed at. And he was uh, mentioning to me that he uh, is a big Madden fan, uh, but, you know, doesn't like the series as much anymore because it's uh, gone a bit downhill. He's a big 0-2 to, to 10 kind of guy. And I was like, hey, so am I. And uh, I kind of said that we were going to be talking about the the Madden games on the the next podcast episode. And he's Mm -hmm. like, what's the podcast called? I was like, well, the GameCube was cool. And he's like, well, there's no internet out here, as you can see. So (laughs) yeah, we can see the internet. You you have to see the internet to know that it's there. (laughs) Exactly. So he's like, yeah, when I get back to the mainland, I will check it out. So that's a shout out to Kevin at the lovely Wandering Dog Inn in Peely Island. Okay, fantastic. The Wandering Dog Inn, the last <laughs> hotel in Canada to still offer the complimentary breakfast. Uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful breakfast. Oh, love it. Okay, yeah. The, I, I'm really worried about the continental breakfast. I think that that's not going to make it through the <laughs> pandemic. By the way, I thought of another thing that I don't want to survive through the pandemic. We have like a list, of, a running list. If people have listened, mm-hmm. if you've listened to all the episodes, you know that there's two things I don't want to last through the pandemic. And it's uh, Marine Land. Uh, from Niagara Falls, <laughs> Toronto band found objects. I hope that they disband and uh, single ply toilet paper factories. I hope that they also shut down in this pandemic. I know that I know that toilet paper has been a very hot topic this year, but I just hope amongst that was a third thing I thought of the other day. I really want t- single ply toilet paper to just go away. So that's three things. Who's buying it? Uh, I can tell you who's buying it. Schools. Yeah. Schools are buying it. Tim Hortons, and... same companies that buy uh, those koala yeah. <laughs> change tables. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Hort- Tim Hortons, schools, and just like like bad work environments. Yeah, it's definitely for tox- toxic work environments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, toilet the the naming we're going really long in this intro the naming conventions of toilet paper is just ridiculous like you got double roll double ply triple lux and all that crap uh i worked on an on i worked for a call center for an online grocery store retailer and i had to take orders over the phone and whenever people ask me about toilet paper rolls being double ply like the best metaphor i could come up with didn't work because the clientele were mostly seniors and i wanted to say that like double ply toilet paper rolls was like if you picture in a Yu-Gi-Oh game if you will you draw pot of greed and it allows you to draw two extra cards. <laughs> this is the double ply. This is the double ply toilet paper of the Yu-Gi-Oh realm. 
but that doesn't work for boomers. So, but here uh, we are. No. Anyway, now's probably a great time to start talking about NCAA football games. So uh, if you're listening to this, you may have already heard. I read the back of the cases at the beginning of the episode. It lasted about 10 minutes. If you skipped ahead, I don't blame you. Yeah. It was incredibly boring to record. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the college NCAA football series, is uh, it's got a pretty rich history, actually. It was originally known mm-hmm. as the Bill Walsh College Football uh, Games. It was on SNES, Genesis, and Sega CD. First one was 1993. There was a sequel in 1994 called The Bill Walsh College Football 95. Uh, very, very uh, creative naming. Bill Walsh, uh, famous uh, coach in the, in the NCAA. That's right, yep. And then uh, after the 95 release, it was renamed again, uh, or for the first time, as College Football in 96 and 97. And it was renamed once more to NCAA Football in 1998. Now, since that uh, 1998 game, there were 17 NCAA football games, the last one being NCAA football uh, 14, which, yeah, which was on PS3 and Xbox 360, which was around when I guess they lost the licensing. So, uh, yeah, I can talk about this for for a bit. This is a whole thing. So for those of you who don't know, NCAA is the kind of collegiate program in in the United States. And so this is kind of, this has been a big talking point for the last 20 to 30 years is the idea of college players marketing themselves and getting money. Because as a college player, you don't get paid. And college football in the States, as I'm not I'm sure most people know, is, you know, massive and arguably bigger than the NFL. Yeah. Um, most of these games get a hundred thousand plus people. Uh, and so it's kind of an interesting thing because it is an amateur athletics, you know, association. But uh, at the same time, they're pro- the NCAA is obviously profiting hugely from these games and the fact that they don't have to pay players and don't have to have any kind of fees in that sense for them. And I think in 2014, 2013 is kind of where it came to head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been, yeah, it's been a contentious issue, issue for a long time. It's It's a very complex issue. I don't want to just like sugarcoat it i guess mm-hmm. uh and it, it is starting to change uh there is a good chance that that players will be able to profit from their likeness come 2022 i believe uh there was a recent law that just got passed with that so we might see an ncaa football game as early as 2022 we might but with with uh profit sharing now with the players i don't know if it's as likely that it might not be picked up by ea since they won't be able to make as much off of it and ea mm-hmm. already have their madden series which we'll, we'll get to later yeah which is obviously a huge game for them that makes bank every single year. Pretty much, this, I'm sure it's the same people buying it every year, but it, it was weird when I, when I, I thought that the NCAA series was published and developed by a completely different team, but it, it's the same as the Madden team. So it's, I, makes sense. I, yeah, I guess so. So it's kind of weird that they would have two football games every year, one being the college game and one being the NFL game. Well, because so. there is a huge market for, mm-hmm. for people who only watch college games. Yeah, I mean, with the NFL games, like, the Madden games and even the FIFA games, I think, like since the NCAA series kind of stopped, it, it looks like with those with those games, they make a first per, or a um, a campaign, a single player campaign that kind of you have a player that starts off in college football or college soccer, either of those two games, and then they kind of rise the ranks. So that's kind of like almost a substitution for this this series is that they've made like a fantasy uh, character who's fake, and then they. They start off as a college football player, and then they work their way up to the NFL. So that's kind of, I guess, a marriage of the two concepts being put into one game so they can kind of avoid making an NCAA game, which is why I think that if this franchise does make a return, like you said, in 2022, maybe 2023, I don't think EA will be the one making it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what happens because it does make sense to have them in just one game like that. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I think that's the best way to go about it. I get like back in the day, it was you did want to have like those different market streams, but I think now you can just put them in the same game. Yeah, really. I, I think so too, especially since they they were all released fairly. I mean. The uh, the NCAA games were all mainly summer games, and then Madden is usually in the fall. I think it's September, yeah. so it's it's usually about two months later, which we'll, yeah. we'll see with the release dates when I read them all. Um, you'll notice that the NCAA <laughs> games come out about two months before Madden, and most people nowadays would probably rather just save their $60 American, in our case $80 Canadian, to just wait for Madden and play that. Yeah. So it's tough to say, but uh, why don't I go through all of the NCAA games here that we have? We can go through the dates. I can try and read the name of the person who's on the cover. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. So let's start off with, so like I said, the, the series started uh, in 1993 on SNES and Genesis, Sega CD, if you had one of those. But uh, it came to GameCube on July 20th, 2002 with NCAA Football 2003. On the cover, we have Joey Harrington, developed by EA Triburon. Uh, publisher EA Sports platform. It was also on PS2 and Xbox. This game is very... All of these games are actually pretty cheap, around $10. Yeah, I see these games everywhere. Yeah, me too. And I, I should probably say when I was doing the research for this uh, this whole episode was that I was very impressed with the consistency of high scores for football games. <laughs> like almost every single game with the exception of one that we're about to get to, all eights and nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the, the Madden franchise is yeah. really, really... Honestly, like... I've been playing the Madden games, you know, to get back into them and uh, to for researching this, for this podcast, mm-hmm. and they are really good. Yeah. And like, especially for the time, like I, you know, obviously we we played a lot of two thousand three, two thousand four games recently, just going back and like looking at graphics and 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 replaying them. But honestly, the Madden games are so well done comparatively. Yeah, and every single year, like I guess it's part of the marketing. But every time you read a review or something like that, it's always that this is the best Madden game. And then no, next year, no, this is the best Madden game. <laughs> no, this is the best Madden. Yeah, game. it's kind of it's kind of irritating in a way. But at the same time, like it is reviewing ridiculously well. Uh, players yeah. love it. Reviewers love it. So for a series and a franchise and just a genre that I completely miss out on every single year, it's. I have to give uh, kudos to the to this genre because it's consistently great and couldn't say the same thing with the soccer episode. I remember that there were a lot of dips in quality, like a lot of sixes and yeah. sevens, except for maybe two of the FIFA games. Like it was it wasn't as consistent. Whereas this this series, it almost completely is. It's interesting too because like the FIFA games were clearly like not as good like back then as they are now. Mm-hmm. You know, FIFA just obviously gone like you know so much more. It's added and it's such a a, a more full game. Yeah. But uh, Madden, uh, like I, I, a lot of people, uh, and you know, the guy at Wandering Dog Inn, uh, he, he would argue too, and like a lot of people would argue that this era from like 02, 03 to like uh, 2010, 2012 uh, is by far the best era for Madden Interesting. because it, it was like, it still had a bit of arcadiness. Uh, but while like not sacrificing gameplay. Okay. And uh, it was like that that perfect era, and we're gonna talk about that with hockey too. Uh, it's the same thing to with with hockey as well. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. So anyway, going on to the next one. This this was a little bit of an interesting one. This is NCAA College Football Two K Three was released on September 9th, two thousand two. So only what is that? A month and a half after NCAA Football Two thousand three. This one on the cover, Eric Crouch, developer, Avalanche Software, published by Sega, also on PS2 and Xbox, around $10. And this one scored in the sixes and sevens. So Yeah, it's not good. No. <laughs> the um, 
Yeah, I mean, so later in this episode, we're going to be talking about the 2K uh, Sega versus EA mm-hmm. kind of uh, debacle, which is super interesting. And I'm so excited to talk about it when Brian and Harrison get on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was like, you know, Sega kind of had their foray into the uh, into the, the football market mm-hmm. because the 2K games were originally made just for Dreamcast. Right. And that's where this came from. And uh when they made them for Dreamcast because EA wouldn't publish anything for Dreamcast. They were like, okay, well, I guess we'll publish it and like be a direct competitor to EA now. Didn't last long. This was the only 2K football game on the GameCube, and I think this was the last one, right? 2K3? Yeah, they they had two others before this, but this was the last one they did. Okay. Because uh, I don't think it was profitable. It, college football games were one of those things that it just like... It, it's just like their fan base. Like once they get it, like they're not, they're not letting go. No, and you've already like we already had a college football game released a month and a half before that, and then probably a few weeks after. I guess we'll get to the uh, the Madden game of two thousand two, but that would have been coming out right after this one. So this would have been the third football game of two thousand two, which is already yeah, wait, like a terrible idea. And it's also confusing just by the name title. I mean, I know that like gamers know what the two K series is, is, but like if you're a kid and you're asking your parents for NCAA football. 2003 or NCAA college football 2K3 like a parent's not going to know which like it's probably no most of those sales were probably parents accidentally buying the wrong game yeah honestly for sure which is a bad that's a bad look but we got right on back on track again with NCAA football 2004 was released on July 16th 2003 on the cover we have Carson Palmer yeah, Carson Palmer, yeah. who went on to be a, a big quarterback in the NFL and then was bad. So, <laughs> well, he had his cover on the NCAA football series at least. Um, but we're- interesting too. So most of these, there's only a couple exceptions, but most of these athletes on the cover obviously are athletes who just finished their senior year oh. in college and so are now in, in, as now a rookie in the NFL. Okay, that would have been a good way. That's kind of how they got away from it. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so we're back on uh, with the EA Triburin. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm kind of slurring it a bit. Publisher, EA Sports. The platform, Mike, we have PS2, Xbox, and, of course, the N-Gage. Oh, yes. yes. This would be great for the N-Gage. No, I wouldn't. I'm kidding. No, Please absolutely don't. not. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> Just let, let's get that out of the way now. Mike and I are not going to make the N-Gage was cool podcast after this. We can scrap that, right? Like, right off the bat? I'll do I'll do one episode about the N-Gage, and that's it. That's, not, uh, that's a good idea. This game, at least the GameCube copy, I don't know about the Engage copy, is about 10 bucks on eBay. <laughs> uh, and again, 8s and 9s consistently, a, a good score, or great even. Yeah. And then the last NCAA game on the GameCube was NCAA Football 2005, which was released July 15th, 2004. On the cover, we have Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who also became a, a, a huge star in the NFL and is still playing today. Yeah, that's crazy. 15 years later, not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Must be getting close to retirement, but who knows? He can probably still clap without any issues, so that's good. <laughs> uh, developer, back to EA Triburin, uh, publisher, EA Sports, also on PS2 and Xbox. Now, this one was a little bit more expensive at 75 bucks on GameCube because this was the last NCAA game on the GameCube. So, Maybe last that's football, why, then. At least, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just low, low supply, and therefore demand goes up. And the scoring on this one was, again, 8s and 9s, so it's still a great NCAA game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about the individual games. They're they're all very no. similar. There wasn't a there wasn't a lot of progression in terms of like what they were doing graph or what they were doing gameplay wise. They just kind of enhanced graphics, changed stuff up a bit. But with the NCAA franchise, that was definitely EA's lesser mm-hmm. one in terms of the money that they spent. Uh, the Madden ones will obviously have a lot to talk about in terms of 
how each game progressed because each game was very different than the last. Yeah. I think we summarized all these games pretty well, uh, considering I think we, did. we have almost no experience with it, and this is all just yeah. based on research. And I don't know how many fans of the GameCube is Cold podcast there are with NCAA games, but hopefully this was enough to kind of whet their appetite, and maybe they learned some, one or two new things about it. They learned it's they learned that it's on the end gauge. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to the last game before we jump into the Madden series. This is uh, NFL Quarterback Club 2002, which was released on. December 14th, 2001, which is right in that hot zone of why the hell would you put a game out now? <laughs> one week before yeah, Christmas, that, good call, that's guys. That's a really bad one. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, and also the scores reflect that. So on the cover, I, I had a hard time finding like exactly who it was, but I'm assuming it's Brett Favre and Favre and Tom Brady. Oh, no, it's actually, I believe it's Rich Gannon. Really? On, uh, uh, yeah, because it's it's uh, the Raiders. Oh, I thought it was Patriots. Yeah, it's Rich Gannon. Okay. So on the cover, we had Brett Favre and Rich Gannon. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, this was developed by Acclaim Studios and published by Acclaim Entertainment, also on PS2. This game, if you wanted to pick it up today, would be about 40 bucks. It scores in the fours and fives range, making it uh, one of, <laughs> I guess this is the worst reviewed game that we've, we'll have we be covering today. This series started back in 1994 on the SNES, uh, on the last game in the Quarterback Club series uh, before EA bought Acclaim in 2003. So this was the last... Uh, quarterback club game that we saw yeah this is i'm glad acclaim popped his, its head up at least once in this episode because uh i feel like we've been talking about acclaim so much recently we have with racing with tony hawk with uh the extreme sports mm-hmm. it, it keeps coming up yeah they keep popping up their head and uh I'm, I'm, I'm glad ea bought them so that they can kind of shut them up a little bit we haven't seen too much out of acclaim <laughs> since then but yeah i have nothing to say about this game i, I just know i've watched some gameplay of it and it looked Pretty rough, tough to control. Not as not as clear as um, as the Madden games and everything like that. But yeah, yeah. So this game, I, I used to see this a lot on shelves, and I always thought I was like, "What is this crap?" <laughs> like because I know that they uh, EA went in a lot of weird directions in the uh, in like the late two thousands, early like twenty tens, mm-hmm. uh, and they did like. NFL head coach, which is an actual game, and like NFL GM, and like stuff like this, which are basically just like sim games. Yeah. Which is like, why did you make a whole thing of this? So that's why I always thought this was. It's not. It is actually just like a, a Madden clone, basically, mm-hmm. with a with more of a focus on the quarterbacks. Right. Because there are those like challenge modes that I was watching. Like, uh, you have like these head to head events as like QBs. Like you do speed, mobility, accuracy, long distance throw. Stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what the back of the case, and I remember reading this one, the back of the case really highlighted just all the kind of specific detail that was added to being a quarterback, like passing was sharp and everything like that, and planning out plays was really uh, specific and everything like that. So it was really, it's really geared towards just being a quarterback, which I guess is what most people want to do when they're, it's kind of like when you're talking about a skateboarding game, everyone wants to be a skateboarder. Most people want to be a quarterback, right? So I guess that's what it's going after. The naming title of these games, like you said, with uh, like head coach simulator and stuff like that, it just sounds like that this is just like a simulation game that is kind of like, let's take all the fun parts out of a football game (laughs) and just make like this one specific thing that's only targeting this one position of the sport. 
yeah it, it it's it's like a discounted madden this is like why would you ever get this over literally anything else yeah. right it's yeah this game must have bombed uh, review wise and sales wise <laughs> because a game released in mid-december even today is a terrible choice <laughs> so before we uh before we have brian and harrison join us i just wanted to give a shout out to one aspect of these games that i absolutely adore just now that you and i are kind of doing this this whole podcast project is i really love the uh, the announcers in sports games so i wanted to give a shout out there that all mm-hmm. the, all these football games have actual sporting announcers in the games to kind of make the game feel a bit more authentic. And I watched a couple of videos of announcers recording for NFL games. I think they were recording more like the 2013 Madden games and stuff like yeah. that. But it was just it's just interesting to see broadcasters because they're not watching anything. They're just kind of reading a script and <laughs> pretending like that they're announcing a game, which is really hard. It's to, like acting. It's, it's, it's acting. actual voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're voice acting, but they're voice acting themselves. Which, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, so I just wanted to say like that's a, it's a fantastic thing. Sporting announcers are very key in any video game, movie, any kind of media, and uh, most of the football games that I saw gameplay for, they nailed it really well. And um, oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. It's what I remember from these games, and and so th- there are a lot of funny lines that Harrison, I'm sure, will bring up once he comes on. <laughs> cool. But uh, the the Madden ones, they had tons of commentary, and it wasn't too repetitive for most, like for the most part. Right. Uh, where some of the other games, like the NHL games, were very repetitive. So they must have recorded, like, you know, tons and tons of hours of, of, of stuff for these games. Yeah, that's a hard that's a hard line to cross or line to walk is just making a, a recording of announcers that doesn't sound repetitive because people are playing these games for dozens and dozens of hours. And I know that there's, like you said, lots of sports games that that sound repetitive. I remember there was one, I think it was a UFC game where like the script was like a book. Like they had a ton of voice <laughs> acting for whoever the announcers were. Wow. It was probably like Joe Rogan or something like that. But I remember in an interview, they said like, yeah, we were there for days just recording things because they don't yeah. want it to sound repetitive. And yeah, it's it's very immersive. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I see we got two guests joining us right now. This is Brian Tong and Harrison Tim, friends of the show. Uh, it's great to have you both back. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Glad to be here. I, I'm also excited, ready to talk about some football. Football <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. Well, I guess yeah, that's like that's like uh, yeah, trip. definitely. And we're recording <laughs> on a Tuesday, so it's all very strange. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, we have our two guests here on today to help us with the Madden NFL series on the Nintendo GameCube. We got a whole bunch of games here to cover. We're going to be covering Madden NFL 2002, which was released on November 18th, 2001, making it a GameCube launch game. Uh, on the front cover, we have Dante Culpepper. If that's correct, whatever. Uh, developer mm-hmm. for all these games is going to be EA Triburin and publisher EA Sports. The, this game was on a ton of platforms. It was on the original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Windows, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, N64, and Xbox. This game is super cheap. If you want to pick it up, it's between like 5 and $10. I think I found one for 5 bucks. But like all the other uh, mm-hmm. football games we've talked about so far, it scored really well. Uh, 8s to 9s, which is great. Leading us into Madden, NFL 2003 was released on August 12, 2002. On the front cover, we have Marshall Falk. Yep. Uh, this game was on Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Windows. Again, super cheap game, $10. Scored really well, 8s and 9s. The sequel to Madden, NFL 2003 was, of course, Madden, NFL 2004. Was released exactly one uh, one year later on August 12, 2004, I believe. I don't know if that's correct or not, but anyway... Uh, cover, Michael Vick, uh, platform, Game Boy Advance, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Windows. Super cheap game, 10 bucks and 8s and 9s. Madden NFL 2005, August 9th, 2004. Cover, we had Ray Lewis. Uh, this game was also on a ton of platforms. The PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, Xbox, Windows, Game Boy Advance, DS, 
and the Tapware Zodiac. <laughs> what? We're going to get to that. We'll get to that afterwards. Yeah. Let's go yeah. back to that yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a bunch of stuff <laughs> on that. Uh, this game is super cheap. Again, $10. Scored eights and nines. Madden NFL 2006. On the cover, we have... Don- oh, sorry. It came out on August 8th, 2005. Cover, Donovan McNabb. On PlayStation 2, Xbox, Xbox 360, Windows, and mobile. Got to have that mobile. $10. This one scored in the nines, making it, therefore, the best Madden game, I guess. Um, I didn't see any eights. Madden NFL 2007 was released on August 22nd, 2006. On the front cover, we have Sean Alexander. This game was on PS2, PS3, PSP, Xbox, Xbox 360, Windows, and the DS. Again, scored eights and nines, and you can find it for about 10 bucks. So, guys, let's uh, open up the floodgates now and talk about the Madden series. What are your uh, memories of these games? I, I just love the franchise mode in, in these games, especially <laughs> 2005. It was just... At the time, especially since like EA was like just pumping out every sports game, like NBA, yeah. uh, NHL, like they didn't have like for some reason whatever EA Tiburon did with with NFL didn't translate into those games because their franchise mode is basically equivalent to dynasty mode in those games, and it was just a whole different level. You could set, um, I believe, you could also edit cheerleaders and mascots in that game. <laughs> <laughs> um you could, yeah, you, could set, you, could. You, could, you could set parking prices concessions yep. like your hot dogs and um these and, and like your ticket prices and they would all um uh, affect how many fans would actually come in and like you could tell like if you were playing the game they could tell like if you had a sparse card or not obviously your your record as a team would also uh, affect that and also have like you know team chemistry and people being happy or not and and just like the the gameplay was it was one of those things where like it had a good blend between realism and like a video game put together, and it was just you—you you, you were playing, you were playing football, but you also had like more control over more than just football. Yeah, you had like uh, like, and also like just like mm-hmm. the arcadey aspect was still there without it being too much. Like the uh, uh, like the hit stick and stuff was so fun, right? Like that that kind of brought the arcade aspect of like you know just crushing someone on the field into it, but like still making it so like there had to be skill involved. It wasn't like a NFL street or like a a blitz kind of style, right? Like these games were still pretty well refined when it came to its actually actual gameplay. And then the fact that you could like yeah, like you said, it's basically like a sim. Um, yeah, at the In time, like, like Sim Sim City stuff. Like I was playing that too. So when you when you're able to do that, I was like, man, like this is awesome. It was really like way more than any other sports game at the time. I yeah, like, you're right. I don't know what uh, Tiburon was doing here. The only thing I could like think to compare it to would be like NHL 04, how you could like change your office as the GM. <laughs> you could like change your plants and stuff that you had. But like the NFL franchise modes for Madden were like so in depth. Like just you talking about like the hot dogs and stuff brought back huge memories. I used to like charge people like a hundred dollars for hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and see what happened. It was like roller coaster tycoon kind of in that sense. Yeah. Um they also had a uh, like mini games as well the mini games were really fun and it mm-hmm. like you know when when it comes to football a lot of people uh tend to gra- gravitate towards like the offensive side of the game but the defensive mini games were actually really good you could play a linebacker and just like try to bulldoze through people <laughs> and stuff and you're like wow this is super fun and you would get rewarded for how how quickly and how like how brutal you could devastate through people yeah um so that that was really cool um even the kicking ones like were they were actually kind of hard in my opinion like the, with the wind sometimes it would do, give you like, stupid amounts of wind they're uh, very to, hard um and I, I think one of the quarterbacks ones were like people would run different routes and you'd have to pass a ball through the hoop 
just to get it to them. Uh, I had a problem with death perception, I guess, because I, <laughs> I didn't do very well on those ones. So uh, they weren't very easy. Uh, and the other thing, too, was that they also had, like, um, er- every team had their own local newspaper. I don't know if they were real. I'm guessing they weren't. Yes, that's uh, right. So if you did anything in, in, your, in the game, um, let's say, like, you put your quarterback on the trading block, that would appear on the newspaper. Yeah, I forgot uh, that's the very that. next day, they would have, they had a the Tony Bruno show, which is a radio <laughs> show that they had. Yep. Uh, I don't know how they managed to do that. They got exclusive rights to that. So um, they would actually talk about some of the decisions that were going on in the NFL, including your team. And it, it actually made uh, the game feel per- like personal in a sense. Like, like you actually had control over stuff and it, the game was acknowledging that you were making all these decisions. So uh, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to jump on Brian's points there, like kind of back my memories with the game, you know, being a huge sports fan, as a as a child and also being like a fan of video games i thought it was like a perfect blend of the two like the franchise mode for sure was the coolest aspect of the game like brian hit all the points there perfectly you know being able to control a franchise uh manage player chemistry sign players um training mode at the very beginning or preseason was really cool and that's like brian was kind of going in on that like with the more mini game aspect of it but the training was really cool because, you know, if you succeeded in training, you'd get like bronze, silver, and gold. If you achieved one of those, you would get extra points um, or attributes to to improve your player. So your running back could be, you know, a little bit more faster, being able to, uh, you know, carry the ball a little bit better. But yeah, the franchise mode was obviously the coolest, the whole, like the coolest part about it. You could change the jerseys up a little bit. You could you know, change the, change the stadium. And yeah, you had the, the Tony Bruno show. You could relocate um, where... too. That, that was a, that was a huge thing that you could do is you could relocate yep. the team or threaten to relocate the team. <laughs> I don't even think you're allowed was... to do that nowadays. No, you can't. Mm. No, the new Maddens don't have that. Yeah. Cause it was, I always did that. I re, I'd like try to read and like, they give you like a lot of options. I think I always try to relocate to Quebec city. You could could also create a team as well, too, Yes, which a lot of people don't remember, but you can actually, you don't actually have to use one of the standard NFL teams, you NFL teams, you could create the team, build the stadium, build uh, or create the jerseys and everything, which was, which was really cool. Um, And then you just get like a bunch of random, like EA generated players on your team. But yeah, no, the franchise mode was, was definitely the, the highlight. And I remember just, you know, playing franchise mode for such a long time on and i remember too before i actually talked to my brother about this was madden took up a lot of uh a lot of squares or a lot of spaces in your memory card so you needed to have like two memory cards just for madden alone yeah as we found out this weekend like just realizing how much like blocks these games take because they were clearly meant for ps2 and xbox right like they were not made for gamecube uh, in mind so but there was like moments where i would just leave the gamecube on for a very long time it'd be like 2000 degrees but you know i can't <laughs> just i can't just turn it off i have to uh, win the super bowl yeah. that year <laughs> yeah. well, the gamecube is like a little portable space heater it's totally fine can... <laughs> that's right so if you want to talk about some of the specific games here and just get into like a little bit we obviously don't want to go too crazy into this so because we can we can talk for hours about the individual games but uh, the one notable thing I thought about O2 being the first Madden game on GameCube uh, was that Tom Brady was not in the game. Uh, and he just won the Super Bowl MVP at this point. So He wasn't the GOAT at the time. 
<laughs> yeah so like i don't know I, I wanted to see if you guys knew if there's anything like like a licensing issue or something or if like i mean i know brian you know brian's a, a patriots fan and uh so obviously he likes tom brady so i wanted to see if brian knew anything about this uh usually when players are like this this isn't an uh, exclusive like madden thing this is no. just like sports very bonds and baseball like you you have to be um part of the union for one uh yeah the players union and not only that you have to sign off uh to have your likeness in video games so even if you are in the union and you don't sign it let's say he didn't sign it in time or uh he just didn't like the deal or whatever that that's happened before um then you are technically i think you're called like number 12 or like player number 12 or yeah something. number 12 yeah like they, they they still put you in there it's kind of like the college games so yeah. uh that, that might have been a thing and uh i mean they patched it later uh so I'm, I'm guessing he signed it eventually, but that's usually tends to be what happens. Now, uh, Brian, I'm going to stop you for a second because I see that Marty Thompson has just joined us on this call. Uh, Who's Mar- that? <laughs> uh... Yikes, dude. <laughs> What's up, Marty? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. This is about American football uh, and not, not soccer, Marty, so sorry. Oh, uh, I, I, I know American football well. Um, <laughs> the gridiron game, as they call it. Um, hand egg as people annoyingly, annoyingly call it. And yeah, honestly, the fact you didn't know exhibit Neil was like, was really tough for me <laughs> last. I like pick well, my like, ride exhibit. Well, that, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so yeah, pick my ride. I, come on, Neil. I, well, he's oh. a rapper, but pick my ride exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It was more just like a pop culture thing. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, oh, the fact you knew, know. like, you knew Zebrahead. You're like, I love Zebrahead. Zebrahead's, Zebrahead's in the new Tony Hawk games, too. And guess who's not in the new Tony Hawk games? Exhibit. So, suck that. Well, Marty, what do you have to say uh, about American football? As the sport itself, you mean? Or the games? Yeah, I mean, uh, Madden, for me, Madden is, like, especially in that golden era of, like, 2005, 2006. Like, that was, I don't know. Those are some of the best sports games that I think... F- is were available from our childhood. Now, one of the worst sports games available for our childhood, I'm not sure if you've touched on it yet, is arena football. Did you guys play the arena football games? I've heard of this Disney game. Sports soccer? <laughs> right. Now, you're talking about arena football Road to Glory? Uh, that, uh, that's a PS2 game that is yeah known as a really bad game. It's not on the GameCube, unfortunately. You know what? I think that is the one. Because mm-hmm. I I bought it cheap for five dollars, and I remember this clear as day, where uh, I just instructed one of my receivers to just run straight. I don't know what what kind of route uh, route do you call that, Brian? Just whether you just go straight up the field. <laughs> you just run it down. You run it down the field. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. So it's basically like a hail mary equivalent, and I just okay. saw like the guy just beat the defender clean. I just threw it, and it was a touchdown. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then the next time up, I did the exact same thing. And then the same thing happened. And then I ended up like moving it up to the hardest difficulty. And I could still just get immediate (laughs) touchdowns doing the doing the thing that is the easiest to do, which I was like, oh, yeah, this game is broken because those games were insanely bad. They were. And and clearly uh, they were so bad that they weren't on GameCube because see, Nintendo just knew. Yes. <laughs> why would those like? Why would it not be on Nintendo? So so too Nintendo. Ch- it, it came out too late. They came oh, out in 06 okay. and 07. Yeah, uh, and uh, the GameCube was dead in the water at that point. What's uh, what's everyone's favorite arena football team? I, I would know, have you to can go know first. what they are. 
<laughs> Here, I'm going to pick one right now at random. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give an answer. Hang on. <laughs> oh, the Houston Thunder Bears? What the hell is a Thunder Bear? Oh, dude, the New, or- the New Orleans Voodoo. That looks dope. Oh, the New Orleans Voodoo. Yeah, that's a classic. I love that logo. That's a cool one. Uh, my official favorite arena football team is the Los Angeles Kiss, uh, affiliated and branded by Kiss the Band. <laughs> right. Right. They look like a French uh, Kiss band because it looks like La Kiss. Yeah, La Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on... Uh, there, there's another like rock star that owns one of these. Well, there's the teams. Miami Hooters. Uh, <laughs> damn it, that was gonna be my pick. <laughs> if you just go on the on Chris Creamer's famous website, SportsLogos.net, yeah, you can see all the defunct uh, arena football teams, and there are so many. And this is okay. This so is a great time. My favorite team is the Philadelphia Soul because it is owned by Bon Jovi. Oh, and he and he ended up, I think, propping up the league in some way <laughs> at some point. I didn't realize the, the league is still around. That's crazy. It's not. It's oh. not. Oh, full. it's not. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. That's all I'm I gonna got. have to go with the Nashville Cats, spelled with a K. This logo looks ridiculous. Like the <laughs> the cat has a guitar. He's got slick back hair, like a James Dean looking cat with a football and a guitar for no reason. Looks kind of like a Screeching Weasel album cover. But like, <laughs> I was gonna say he looks. He sounds like Brian Setzer. <laughs> he does look like Ryan Setzer. He does. Yeah, that's gonna be mine. I, I could get down with that cat there, and it's spelled with a K, which kind of makes me think of Kit Kats. I like Kit Kats, so let's go with that. Let's go with. I'll that. probably have to, you know, I always go with the hometown side of things if I can. So in this case, I'm gonna pick the the Toronto Phantoms. Hmm. We love the Toronto Phantoms here. Uh, good. We record from Toronto. Mike and I record from Toronto. Well, you know, there's a lot of good ones, but uh, like Miami Vice. Is pretty good. Yeah, a little spit off of Miami Vice. <laughs> um, just you know, a, a whopping five lines on the logo. But I'm gonna go close to home uh, with my home team. And go with the New England Steamrollers of 1988. <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks like he. It, it really just looks like he's lifting weights here. But uh, well, because yeah. there's the New England Sea Wolves. <laughs> Different team. No way to know. I guess right. There's literally I lifting. No I guess he's lifting steam there, Brian. I'm not too sure. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> he looks like he's on a motorcycle, but like, is the motorcycle? I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it a pass for a logo in 1988. Uh, but this looks like someone just, you know, took 10 minutes on MS Paint and did the same thing. Did this. So, congratulations to whoever did this in the, in the 80s, because uh, that is uh, that's one hell of a logo right there. One hell of a logo, oh, Brian. You should have picked the Tampa Bay Storm. <laughs> you know what? I think that Madno Six is probably the best game of the group I, I think that's sort of maybe a consensus maybe not um you look back at like the customization in that game and the fact they brought in dory mode that stuff was it was brand new in 2006 and it looks like it, it still plays really well and it still looks great i think that again those games were fantastic but i'm sure there's a lot to be said about how madden is now i don't play it i know maybe some people on this call do but Back then, it was it was genius. It was genius. Well, thank you for coming on, Marty. We appreciate it. I know Harrison still hates you, but uh, <laughs> this is how it is. Oh, why why would he hate me for an appearance like this? This is so informative and important to the conversation. Okay, I think I think, I think you you went up a little bit in my books there, Marty. Just just a bit. I still love you. Uh, oh, and he's gone. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for coming, Marty. Oh, thank God. Well, let's keep going on here, uh, and. Uh, 
We just talked about Madden 02 before with Dante Culpepper, uh, but let's talk about Madden 03. Uh, did any of you, did Brian or Harrison, did you guys have Madden 03? Because I personally never played 03. No, I didn't have 03. I started getting into the Madden games in 05, which mm-hmm. makes sense because that's when I started really getting into uh, football. Sorry, football! football! Thank you. Interesting uh, soundtrack here. We got Andrew WK. We got Good Charlotte. <laughs> we got Good Charlotte. Okay the Go. anthem is a banging song, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an anthem. It's an anthem. It's almost as if it's an anthem. This was the first game that actually you could actually play as the Houston Texans with the players on it. I forgot to say for O2 that you could play as the Houston Texans, who were the new expansion team at the time, but they just had scrub players. So it just was like. Uh, everyone was just like a number, basically, or like had a fake name. But now they actually had the real players. Nobody um, wanted to play the as a Houston Texans at the time. No, they. Were, <laughs> I think they were like rated like a forty-two in this game, which is just awful. Yeah, that's uh, NFL Europa tier at that point, <laughs> which is something uh, these games only have. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon. At least, also too, at least Marshall Falk was like an amazing player. Or at least went into yeah the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Unlike some of these other madden cover stars yeah some of them. uh because the next up that we have for madden 04 uh is uh is michael vick who i don't think anything has ever happened to him he's been ever. a saint ever since 2004 i don't think anything mm-hmm. bad has happened at all i've heard Not, nothing nothing to speak of at all i think i think he's totally fine up and up you know you know <laughs> huge dog lover oh <laughs> <laughs> anybody who played this game and claimed that they were good chances are they just did quarterback draw with michael vick so that's all you have to do. Uh, yeah, well, yeah that, that they, I, they actually kind of had to change the game from because of Michael Vick, which is really funny. I remember playing like in 05 and like it's it's still it's sad that I can remember like the names of the plays. But I remember there was <laughs> one with the Falcons called Falcon Sweep. I think because it sounded like a Falcon, uh, Captain Falcon move. <laughs> I was going to say, um, yeah. Falcon Sweep. The uh, uh, and it was literally just a QB sneak and I would use it all the time. It was probably like one of the best plays next to the Raider fade, which my my brother says works two out of the five times. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, even here, like it says, like Matt 04 was best known for its version of uh, of Michael Vick, an arguably overpowered character, and by uh, acclaim the greatest Madden player of all time due due to his ninety five speed rating, mm-hmm. uh, which is I mean that kind of. Says it right there. He was actually brought in to Madden NFL 25, the like the anniversary edition, uh, in the Ultimate Team that gave him a 99 overall with a hundred speed. Well, did you <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You're Sonic. You pretty much are, actually. <laughs> Legit. Michael Sonic Vic. Uh, but moving on to the games that we kind of grew up with more at Madden NFL 05. So this was the first game that I had. I had this for GameCube. Uh, I played it. Uh, I actually rented this up from Blockbuster. Uh, for a long time. Uh, this was one of those those times that I just kept going back and renting it. The employee probably thought that I was crazy and just like, why don't you just buy this game? Once you hit 05, it, it, you were like, wow, this game is, is really advanced, for especially for 04. Like, we've talked about a lot of games so far on this podcast, and a lot of these games that were released in 2004, uh, like, they're not good, and they're not, or they don't have great graphics, they don't have great gameplay, so it's pretty cool that EA, like, stepped it up with this. I think what's really cool about 05 and was they had like a, a theme that year about about defense. And I think defense is something that a lot of people probably didn't really want to play or didn't really have that much interest in. But when you have someone like Ray Lewis on the cover 
and and everything. You're definitely pushing defense, and that's when they introduced uh, the hit stick. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of like what you guys were saying earlier, you know, it has that that like cool like highlight reel aesthetic to it, but it also has you know kind of like the the campy video game side to it as well too. Still use the hit stick. While we're talking about Madden 2005, I think now would be a great time to mention the Tapware yes. Zodiac. Okay, okay so, so this little, little device here, here I, had, I, had I had never, never heard of this until I found Madden, the Madden 2005 appeared, appeared on it. So, so basically, this is, this is a little handheld device. device. It was released on November 1st, 2003. Didn't last long. It was discontinued on July 31st, 2005. <laughs> it sold for between $300 and $400. That's US dollars, depending on the storage space. I think there was a 32 gig and like a 64 gig model, something like that. So this was created by Palm. The company, the company that gave oh, us, yeah. for those of you that might remember in the 90s and 2000s, the Palm Pilot. Of course. Of course. Uh, they were, basi- they were basically, basically trying to release a console that could run games using their own uh, their own OS. So they came up with this little handheld device called the Tapwave. Tapware. Is it Tapwave or Tapware? I think it's Tapwave Zodiac. But anyway, it basically was a PSP, like three years before the PSP came out. It played games. Hmm. It could play movies, music, take pictures, and video. Uh, there were other games on it too, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, Spy Hunter, of course Madden 05, and Doom 2. It had a decent battery life, like three to six hours, which if you have a Switch right now, that's about what the Nintendo Switch does. Um, yeah. so, some issues included that the shoulder buttons failed and the screen scratched. I guess this would have been pre-iPhone, like when everything was glass screen. This was probably back when the screen was something like a plastic Game Boy kind of screen. It had eight exclusive titles, and it only had eight physical games released for it, so it kind of feels almost like a Vita in that sense. Uh, In the end, it only sold slightly less than 200,000 units. Uh, It was insufficiently funded, and therefore was discontinued after the PSP and the DS were announced and released uh, in mid to late 2005. So... Yeah, kind of a neat little platform there that if I ever find one or if, you know, one of the listeners of the GameCube is Cool podcast wants to donate one <laughs> to us, I would happily take one so I can play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 on the go. I mean, it does make sense that Palm, because Palm was like pretty big with like the, the Palm Pre and stuff yep. like back in the day. Like that's, uh, uh, it, it makes sense that they tried to get into the video game industry, like especially because like the Nokia N-Gage existed. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's just like, it seems like a device that was maybe ahead of its time a little bit. Uh, just by how much it could do and everything like that, and yeah. So we're but, talking uh, about Madden 05, and I think it's appropriate to kind of backtrack a little bit here, Neil. And if you want to uh, talk, or if you want to announce NFL 2K3 as a game that will wedge in here. So NFL 2K3 was released on August 21st, 2002. On the front cover we have, oh god, Brian Urlacher. Close. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thanks. Close. <laughs> Cut. Erlacher, cut me some slack. Yeah. Developer of Visual Concepts, published by Sega. Um, platform is also on PS2 and Xbox. This game runs for about 10 to 15 bucks, and it's scored in the 8s and 9s range. So, again, not bad. So, I wanted to bring this game up from Madden 05, because I don't know if Brian or Harrison, if you know this, but there was a pretty big war going on at the time between 2K, so Sega, and EA in, in regards to NFL. So NFL licensing at the time was kind of just like uh, like Wild West. Anyone could have it, uh, and that meant like Midway also had it with their NFL Blitz series. Um, but uh, the NFL 2K games uh, gradually got better and better. Uh, they like they were actually comparing to uh, Madden in terms of graphics and gameplay capability. And then after 2K3, uh, ESPN signed on, so the games were actually ESPN NFL 2K4 and ESPN 2K5. Uh, and now this is my favorite story. So with NFL 2K5 coming out, 
they actually put it out a month before Madden 05, and they released ESPN NFL 2K5 in July 2004 for $20. Uh, that is $30 less than Madden at the time. Madden was $49.95. Uh, NFL 2K5 was $19.99. Jeez. Oh, my God. So, uh, as they call it, uh, they call it the one of the greatest, most insidious guerrilla warfare moves in the history of video game competition. Damn. That's crazy. I couldn't believe, when I was reading this, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Uh, and I had never heard about this. So, I think this is something that I think everyone needs to know uh that like this happened because i don't like i don't know if you can think of anything neil but i can't think of this ever happening like uh, i can't i can't think of anything else like i I can think of this happening again sometime soon though just with games being digital and everything like that like ea puts out a shooter every year and then like maybe activision puts out puts out a shooter too like what happens if like let's say battlefield and then call of duty come out one year like together and maybe battlefield just come out and says like look ours is going to be 74.99 yeah, like it's just five, but it's just five bucks less than uh, than the Activision game. Like that's the, I don't think they can do that because there's, I guess they have to have a minimum amount. But why not? Like just yeah. maybe undercut the other guy by a couple <laughs> bucks. Just to, just like five bucks would be, make a huge difference. I can't think of another example of this ever happening though, especially not that big of a price yeah. difference. Undercutting like someone than... by thirty dollars and releasing also releasing it a month before is is yeah, like sixty percent sixty percent less and coming out beforehand is insane. Uh, but what ha- ended up happening was that. EA uh, signed an agreement with the NFL in December 2004 uh, for an undisclosed amount of money, and that made Madden the only series allowed to use the NFL team and player names. And we, uh, Brian Harrison, too, know this now because of uh, when we talked about NFL Blitz on the uh, on the last uh, show you guys were on, uh, and how that kind of died out as well, and they had to do Blitz the League and all that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so 2K franchise is dead for the NFL because of that exclusive licensing. But did you guys ever play NFL 2K3? I personally didn't. No, but apparently people say it's it's better than, than mm-hmm. EA Madden, which is uh, which is pretty interesting. It, it would have to have, I would imagine, have, have to have more realism involved and uh, probably some better presentation than EA did. Yeah, I never played 2K. It's kind of weird. I have, it's almost like, uh, you know, 2K, it's like I played basketball for. You know, EA is where I played football and hockey you know it's kind of like i had that like allegiance in my mind so mm. it's i just didn't experiment with the with the other uh with the other company yeah no it makes sense unless the games are probably frustratingly bad <laughs> uh, people probably aren't going to go to something else like i mean people you know left uh nba live for for nba 2k but that's yeah, because I... really the, the presentation the gameplay and everything was superior like was more superior than EA, and really i probably ea just shot themselves in the foot there i i don't think ea cared about nba live at the time too it, it didn't seem like that was their their number one interest at all it's tough with with sports games because the turnaround time is just so quick it's like oh yeah you know you you pump out one every year it means you're really you're really like while you're making while you're like making you know the previous one you're probably like looking forward to dealing with the next one already and mm-hmm. um there's only so many things you can within a budget that you can turn around at such such short notice so that's why you know people people keep coming out like oh this is one new feature in this game because really <laughs> they just didn't have time to do anything else yeah well that's why i'm like pretty impressed by uh uh like by the madden games especially the 050607 when one they had the license now so in theory they could just be garbage games and not care because they had this license for 10 years exclusive uh that no one else could compete with with them really i mean ea at the time is a lot different than the company now 
Um, yes. <laughs> so yeah. especially with EA Tiburon mm-hmm. and stuff like that, EA Big, like those were, you know, small companies that have probably had a lot more creative f- freedom at the time yeah. uh, and weren't under like corporate uh, as much corporate pressure as maybe maybe the main the main chain. So. Um, and so I guess yeah, let's move into talking about Madden 06. So this is Marty kind of mentioned it before, but this is usually regarded as the series is one of the series' best games. Uh, and I play this a lot. We play this a lot in uh, university, the three of us. Uh, <laughs> there were some high scores for sure. <laughs> um, Harrison, uh, you want to talk about this game a bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like oh, I think in my mind, 05 and 06 are, are pretty similar in my mind. Uh, I think really one of the, the cooler things that was introduced in 06, and I, I was talking to Mike about this before too, and it's like each EA game, there's just like a little something new in each of them, but not nothing like really too big. And it's never like a huge drastic change where it scares the audience away. But, um, but one really cool new thing that they introduced in 06 was the trucking stick. So much like the hit stick, but on offense, you're able to, you know, plow through the defensive line with your running back or, or fullback. RIP the fullback (laughs) position. And, uh, what was really cool as well too was um, the QB vision as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're about to throw it to someone, you can scan uh, scan the field with the C stick and get like a better idea of, of who's open. So yeah, like the I I think one thing to talk about too with these games is that Madden games are difficult to play. Like it, it's it's hard to teach this to someone to play a Madden game there's a lot going on it's it's actually I, I didn't re, I didn't kind of clue into that until we we were playing it again this weekend Harrison mm-hmm. and I didn't clue into the fact that it's like yeah this is actually really complicated like especially if you're someone new to the franchise to, to learn what the hell's going on oh uh, yeah like not even if you're new to the fran or yeah not if you're new to the franchise either but if you're new to football oh if you're new to football it's like, like how do you know yeah. how, where to start on that yeah like there's just so many different things to think about right it's like Okay, yeah, you have offense and you have you have defense and and you have special teams, right? But like kind of like what we were talking about, like with the mini games and the training, it's like, oh well, you got to know about you know rushing, and when you rush, you can spin, you can juke, you can now truck through people, you can stiff arm. Like there's just so many things with each section or I guess each role on the football team. Mm-hmm. Oh no, for sure. So one cool thing about Madden 06 as well. Uh, is that you can actually import your players uh, from NFL Street 2, <laughs> uh, which no. I didn't know. Uh, I, I honestly never knew this. Uh, you could import them into like the Superstar mode. It's a cool idea. It's almost like how you can move like Pokemon over from mm. uh, the Game Boy to uh, Stadium. <laughs> so Madden 06 was the last game that had the way you kick it. So I think it's in Madden 06 and all the games before, you're using A on the GameCube controller to kick the ball, and you're kind of just timing it to get in that ring or whatever it is. And that's the way Harrison likes to play. Uh, but uh, how I like to play is I like to use a C-stick to kick. I hated that C-stick. It took me it took me a long time to get used to the, the whole C-stick and everything, with the, well, at least with the kicking. <laughs> but yeah, I prefer the, the A with the range. And now the C-stick uh, got introduced on the final game for this podcast for Madden 07. Uh, Madden 07 was a game that I remember the most weirdly. It's, I own all like 05, 06, 07, but I, I remember 07 very, very clearly. I remember the soundtrack, uh, especially, uh, and I do like that C-Stick just because I guess I remember it mostly. And it had Sean Alexander on the front. I love Sean Alexander. Sean <laughs> Alexander. Do you just like him because he's got two, two first names or what? 
<laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just trying to add to and, the conversation. Buddy. And, <laughs> and you can, you know, pronounce his name instead of Rolacker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Madden, Madden 07 uh, came out obviously super late for the GameCube. It was also on Wii, like you said, Neil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when whenever you play 07, I noticed 07 and 08. Uh, 07, like, you can hear the GameCube chugging. Because yeah. this game was not meant for the GameCube. Because <laughs> it was for the PS3, right? Like, that's what it was really made for, right? So to, to play on the GameCube was uh, quite the down res for them. At that point, it was a stretch. And this isn't the last Madden game on the GameCube. We're going to cover Madden NFL 08. That will be the last game that Mike and I cover. That's, I guess, going to be the last episode. Because it's the last game ever made for the GameCube. So we got, we're, we're doing it on a different episode. That's correct. So obviously, fans of the series will notice that we have missed Madden NFL 08. That's why. So I, I think it's running on all the same engine and everything. So I can't imagine it runs it any better or worse. Um, but yeah, no, at this point, the 360 was out, PS3 was out, still early days and both of those uh, consoles and everything. But yeah, at this point, the, the game was, was shifted over to that. And like we talked about with Madden 06 and 05, like those games are mainly meant to be on PS2. And uh, that's where they sold better. Almost unanimously, every single NFL game sold better on PS2. So that that's where all the, I'm sure more of the development uh, time and effort was going towards less so the GameCube and yeah. Still looks good though on 07. Yeah. Like it still looks great. Like they did a oh, good yeah. job. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. But uh, yeah, uh, this is also the last game to feature the NFL Europe series. Uh, uh, Brian's favorite. <laughs> yeah, Frankfurt Galaxy or whatever one of them is called. <laughs> they did some fun names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, NFL Europa, which was, I guess, NFL Europa died after this. Well, it's supposed to be like the development league in a sense. Like you would prove your worth in NFL Europa and come over. Uh, yeah, which is I guess the most notable one would be uh, Kurt Warner, because mm-hmm. he bounced around a lot. So, um, but I mean, outside of that, <laughs> yeah, it was maybe never, some maybe never some takers. Uh, but yeah, like they were just most notable for having basically the same rating as the Houston, Houston Texans, if not a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> just about the same as Jaguars. Fun fact about NFL Six: uh, mm. Brock Lesnar is a playable character in that game. That's right. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot to, to mention that. Thank you for bringing that up, Brian. Yeah. UFC legend Brock Lesnar. Excuse me. WWE legend. <laughs> yeah, I know. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> but I want to, I'm trying to piss off the, the listeners. Okay, Brian. Uh, okay, Harrison. Well, you know what? You pissed me off. So he did a great job. <laughs> He's no longer employed by WWE, actually. So, so, so Brock Lesnar actually uh, was like an a, a NFL. He, he had dreams of actually playing in the NFL. So. Uh, he, he had an invite to actually play in NFL Europa as a Vikings Ooh. representative. Uh, he turned it down because he wanted to be in the United States, which is also why he didn't decide not to play in the Canadian Football League. Um, I, I guess because of his clout at the time, Matt was like, hey, like we might not be able to like be in the NFL, but at least we can put you in an NFL video game. Um, I'm not I'm not really sure what the reason why it was to put to put him in, but uh, that's probably, you know, <laughs> probably You're a like, good why guess. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Brian Harrison, do you have anything else to talk about for Madden NFL uh, 07? I mean, a lot of them are, are, are the same, uh, but like, yeah, like, like, like I think we mentioned before is that like, they just add like little by little, like extra features in there um, just so that they can say, hey, like, it's not just a roster update. Yeah. Which in reality, you're pretty much just like, <laughs> you just want the roster because like, usually there are big moves in free agency and all that kind of stuff. And you just want... That little bit of thing to push you over the edge and being saying like, okay, like this yeah. is enough to, for me to pay, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it was at the time. So no, exactly. Also cover athlete probably is, uh, makes a big deal. 
on on whether or not you also are interested if you're just a casual. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually play it NFL 10, uh, mainly because they had Larry Fitzgerald on it. I actually really liked Larry Fitzgerald as, as you know, just a football we, player. We talked about Larry Fitzgerald early, earlier in this episode because he's on um, NCAA College Football 2004, I believe. He's on the cover of that. Oh, nice. And NCAA football 2005. Larry Fitzgerald 2005. is on the cover. Yeah, and where and where did he play out of? What's his college? Uh, you asking me that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. No, he, he came out of P- Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay, I thought it was Pittsburgh, but I was like, yeah. oh, is it? Are we going to bring up the, the Madden curse at all? Speaking of people on the cover. So I think this is a good time to bring it up. So... I'd say this era of Madden games, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the GameCube ones, 02 to uh, 07, I'd say almost all of them did definitely suffer a Madden curse uh, in some way or another. Is there a curse for people who mispronounce the, the names? It's, there's going to be. Okay, well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you did a Max. really, you, uh, you, well, you got all of them right. Yeah, you, you did a good job. I, I did okay. Yeah. Covered uh, Dante Culpepper. Madden NFL 2002. So yeah, he fell off like immediately yeah, his, after this. Um, suffered a knee injury. Uh, had yeah. to miss the rest of the 2001 season. Yep. Uh, 23 interceptions to only 18 <laughs> touchdowns is really bad. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, so a- anytime you have more interceptions than touchdowns is uh, is no bueno. Yeah, I think that's it for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we had Marshall Falk, uh, Madden NFL 2003. I'd say that he's the only one who's maybe not the cursed. Uh, he didn't really have a great run after this, but it says he was, he was unable to rush for more than a thousand yards, which uh, okay. Uh, but it eventually continued to decline. So yeah, it was more just like a steady decline because he was old at this point. So uh, like he had a Hall of Fame career, but uh, I'd say that he's the least of the curses on this one. Okay, then we had Michael Vick, four. Uh, again, I don't think anything happened nope, there. No, totally fine. <laughs> fractured his right fibula during a preseason game that season. Oh. Uh, was forced to miss eleven games. That doesn't sound a lot of fun. <laughs> and then, and he's, and he's a great guy with dogs. And okay. he's a great guy uh, with dogs. <laughs> huge dog lover. Huge. <laughs> Ray Lewis, uh, NFL two thousand five. Oh yeah, Ray Lewis. I forgot about Ray Lewis. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> Ray <Wow>. Lewis. <laughs> he, I mean, as a football player, he got to retire winning a championship. Uh, as a person, he's had a lot of uh, legal troubles. Um, issues would be the correct way to say it. Um, yeah, I mean, like the, there's the whole, you know, um, the, the the suit jacket debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it, kind of thing. Um, I don't know exactly what. I think that that that, that happened way before t- uh, Madden 05. But, yeah, it um, did. Yeah. yeah, it says here like he recorded, failed to record a single interception, which is like. For his position, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, you're more, more worried about sacks. Uh, that being said, the Ravens failed to make the playoffs that season for the first time in years. Nice. Um, he actually tore his right hamstring, hamstring in uh, in week six. So I, I guess there's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll take that as a curse. Okay. So what do we have for Donovan McNabb, Madden NFL 2006? <laughs> <laughs> he just became bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like that was it he- for him. He had, a groin, he had like a groin a... injury, uh, sent to injury reserve for the remainder of the season. <laughs> um, week 11, he tore his ACL and meniscus in his right knee. Oof. Uh, so he had two injuries. You don't need those. Don't need those <laughs> yeah. And then eventually he started tailing off at the end, uh, near the uh, you know, yeah. tail end of his career. Okay. And then last we have uh, Sean Alexander, my boy, NFL 2007. 
That was just oh. a one-hit wonder, and the, the the best term uh, you can you can think of. He was just a really he good was running back. Really, he was really good too. He was really good, like for that that I guess it was like a year and a half. Like he was by far the best player in the NFL. So like to be fair, like uh, he, he deserved, deserved to be, to be on, on that cover. cover. But, but uh, <laughs> uh, broken foot in week three, so he failed to uh, rush for over a thousand yards. And then uh, the following season after, he had a fractured wrist, a sprained knee, sprained ankle. Um, the year after that, he was cut from the roster. Yeah. And then when someone asked him about the Madden curse, like, hey, do you believe in it? He says, do you want to be here and on the cover or just hurt? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have for today. But uh, thank you so much, Brian and Harrison, for coming on this episode of uh, the Madden games. Uh, it really helped because obviously Neil is uh, not I've, only knows about Sean Alexander. I've been listening. <laughs> and, Wait, Mike, uh, and of course wanna... and of course my main man brian erlacher erlacher get him not, on the brian show not, not, yeah, brian not brian tong different yeah, brian mike you didn't want to mike you didn't want to talk about the the beatings you got this this weekend against me and madden yeah so i lost uh, i lost three times <laughs> four times to harrison uh and the last time was seahawks against colts i was the colts in madden 07 and i think i lost like 70 to 14 because i had like like 12 turnovers it was ridiculous yeah there's like 12 <laughs> turnovers and six of them were touchdowns or something yeah, i'm like sure that. john madden was a happy man <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh actually before we go uh harrison can you uh list off a couple of your favorite john madden quotes okay um like just from from the madden game or just john madden quotes <laughs> in general? from the madden game okay well you can either run it or pass it in this play that's uh up there mm-hmm Oh, if you just keep pushing and pushing, you'll make you'll make your way through. <laughs> a smart coach would call this play. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, Damian Tomlinson, that's a lot of letters in his name. <laughs> or I think he also said, "Oh, Damian Tomlinson, that guy's really, really fast." <laughs> like John Madden really uh, is like a five-year-old commentating. It's great. I yeah, think the sound director was like, now. you know what? I'm getting paid either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's put these files in the game. And, exactly. You know, maybe I, everyone I did, will have a good laugh like I did. I just think of the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa uh, is recording the voice for Lisa and Lionheart. And Krusty comes in and says says all of his, all of his catchphrases. I feel like John Madden did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I picture that. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, well, again, thanks so much for coming on, guys. Really appreciate it and hope to see you next time for another sports-related episode. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah cool. thanks for having us. See you later, boys. Talk to you later. See ya. Okay, what nice young men. What a nice young man. Times two. <laughs> Times two. Uh, well, that was a good episode, Neil. Yeah, it was, Mike. Uh, I mean, we, we covered a lot of ground here today. I think we got uh, 10 more games off, off the list here for the uh, 555 uh GameCube games. I got, that... I got 12 games here that we crossed 12. off. 12. Oh, even better. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And we even found a new console that we didn't know about until today, which is fantastic. I already forgot the name. Uh, the Tapwave Zodiac. There you go. Tapwave Zodiac. Find it at your local retailer. Nope. Nope. Long <laughs> gone. So, Mike, why don't you let the listeners know uh, what they can expect on the next episode and uh, take us home. Okay. Episode 18 coming up next week is all about Animal Crossing, uh, which obviously is very timely considering Animal Crossing has been by far the biggest game this year that Nintendo or I'd argue any developer has released. Uh, yep. And it's going to be, again, yeah, all about 
the game's development. Uh, it's going to be a lot of interesting stuff in terms of research here. I've already found out a lot of stuff. I knew, obviously, that it was meant for the 64 and made for the 64 DD in Japan, uh, but um, uh, as and releases Animal Forest. So I'm excited to talk about the North American release that came out uh, basically 19 years ago, which is uh, uh, 18 years ago, sorry, which is crazy. Yeah, it's uh, almost 20 years old, the franchise. It's been on a ton of platforms since it came out. It's wildly successful right now this year on Switch, as everybody knows, probably, if you're listening to this podcast. And uh, can't wait to can't wait to talk about it a little bit. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll have a bunch of friends of the show join us to talk about their memories as well. And uh, and I owned it, so I this is I think this is my episode, because Neil, uh, as we know, is not a big Animal Crossing guy. Uh, so this is another Mike. This is two Mike episodes in a row here. I'm yeah, sorry. you're getting a lot of mic episodes, but that's okay. Hey, how, how October is going to be my time to shine. We got the Scooby Doo episode coming up, and Resident Evil and whatnot. I'm fine with it. I own Animal Crossing <laughs> as well. It's fine. I have my I have my issues with it. I'll I'll talk about it next week though. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, hope hopefully everybody out there has a good week, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to share us with your friends and your family, and uh, yeah, take care, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Over 600 games you've never heard of. Product of what happens when you think inside the box. Game.